Hi there, and welcome. This is the All is Fair in Love and Rev Par podcast, a podcast designed for hoteliers by hoteliers. Learn how to elevate your hotel's revenue and experiences with new best practice tips. With vast experience with different brands and independent hotels, your host Haley Whiting will create different weekly topics about the hotel industry to help you and your hotel achieve your definition of success. The topics and guest speakers will vary from week to week to give you a well-rounded experience. Without further ado, here's your host, President of Hospitality with a Flair and Travel Blogger, Haley Whiting. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for joining the All is Fair and Love and Rev Par podcast today. I'm so excited about our guest host, Ms. Cheryl Mantia. She helped me get my start, was one of my mentors growing up in this industry. So Cheryl, welcome. Give us your title, everything you do, and tell us about yourself. Thank you. Um, Cheryl Mantia, I am a lead portfolio revenue manager. I currently am working with Intercontinental Hotel Group. Um, I have a portfolio right now of about nine hotels that I oversee and a team of about seven to 10, depending upon the, the time of the year, uh, team members plus my, my immediate supervisor. Um, been in the hospitality industry for a very long time. We won't be specific, but uh, really have worked my way up through um, sales and front office operations uh, and kind of fell into my revenue management career and love it. So, so thanks Cheryl, for having me. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So Cheryl, I have to ask now that I have, you know, grown up in this industry a bit more and I love the sales world. Why did you leave sales to go into RM? I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's, you know, I, what I love about sales is what I did and I do now in revenue management. Um, but I don't have those quotas and numbers necessarily that you have no outside sales calls, no constant customer contact and coddling accounts and um, all stuff that I was good at, but stuff that over time gets really tiring. Um, You know, I used to go to eat breakfast and I would run into six brides that I I knew, you know, it was, it was just, it was time to change. And I I like um, what taking those numbers and making it work and watching a strategy come together. And I just get such a kick out of revenue management. So I'd like to think sales got me to where I wanted to be. Absolutely. Now, Cheryl, which brands have you worked with? I mean, when you and I worked together, we worked for Carlson, which is now Radisson Hotel Group. What other brands yeah. have you worked with? Choice. I've done, well, I've, I started out in ISG. Um, actually, it was six continents at the time. Um, but I started out with Holiday Inns. Um, I actually spent most, probably the first 15 years of my career between the Holiday Inn in Oneonta and the Holiday Inn in Waterloo. Um, I've worked with some independents. Um, I've worked with some Wyndham's, um, again, uh, Carlson Hotels, uh, and then I've come back into IHG. Really, Hilton and Marriott are the only two brands I've not kind of dabbled in. Okay, very cool. So let's hop into some questions. What kind of trends are you noticing in 2021? I mean, we're not going to talk about 2020 trends because, I mean, we all know what that <laughs> looks like, but, you know, what oh. kind of changes are you noticing for this year? Well, it's interesting that you say we're not going to talk about 2020 when you're coming into 2021, but the trends in 2021 are in place, I think, because of what happened in 2020. Um, You know, right now we are seeing a really big short-term shift um, in corporate bookings. Um, Required compliancy for travel programs is not really in place. So we're seeing a lot more in heavy OTA 
with rates declining, um, properties are dropping rates. So companies are going to, you know, just book online, try and find the lowest rates. Um, you know, so that's definitely been a challenge. So I've encouraged a lot of my hotels to put some kind of corporate programs in place where they're identifying guests um, with the OTAs, especially. Um, leisure time, dri leisure drive-through, uh, very short-term demand. A lot of our hotels right now are picking up about 60 to 70% in the day for the day. Uh, weekend traffic is very, very short-term, which makes staffing and, uh, you know, managing housekeeping and not dragging rooms extremely difficult. Um, you know, it's, it's just, everything is very short-term right now. And your local uh, market, wow, <laughs> we are seeing a ton in local travel, which is also being, you know, aware of your troublemakers because those are on the rise too. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's been interesting. It's been, it's been an interesting start to 2021 so far. Absolutely. I know with talking with some of my other, you know, hospitality colleagues out there that, you know, there's a big pull coming from that within a 50 mile radius. Yes. Of the yeah. Watch your opaques. <laughs> Watch those opaques. Um, you know what it is? It's crazy because it seems like those checks, all those wonderful checks that everybody has gotten handed out, a lot of people that didn't need them are using them for things like, you know, oh, I'm going to take my, my kids to the Holiday Inn down the road because they have a pool. Well, there's still restrictions in place for those pools. You can only have so many people in at a time. Um, you know, and, and they're booking opaques, they're booking on Priceline and they're going into these hotels. And, you know, some of them are real troublemakers. We've seen a, a, had a hotels report a big rise in having to call police to have people removed or noise complaints um, and be careful of those because they really are, you still have some corporate people in house and you put that business at risk when you get the reputation of being that hotel. Oh, absolutely. And you know, it's funny as I actually low-key made a joke about this on my TikToks. So my TikTok channel is all like hotel stories, jokes, and tips. And it's these uh, silhouette challenge that makes it look like the red light district. And it's pretty much like <laughs> when your rates lower, <laughs> here come the um, locals. It's so true. It's so true. And even, I mean, for me being at that hotel downtown um, in Rochester, that was like, you know, we had that fine line where the business shifted. <laughs> from this quality guest to this quality guest. And it was like a dollar. Um, but yeah, yeah, be careful. Oh, yeah. You can definitely tell when your trends change. Um, you know, it's, it's hard because you, this, that's the whole like penny smart pound foolish, you know, managements and ownerships are on the phone telling hotels, we need revenue. We need revenue. We need revenue. Yeah, you do. You do need revenue, but what you don't need is that stress on your staff, the wear and tear on your hotel. Um, it's not worth it. $200 worth of damage in a guest room wasn't worth the $48 you got from Priceline. So they oh. just have to be careful about where they, where they set that profit point and really communicate with your hotels as to, you know, okay, what type of guests are we getting? Are we seeing any issues? Do we need to fence this? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I think one of the things that, you know, a lot of my friends and I have discussed is you have to really be careful with those OTAs because you don't want to cannibalize the, you know, LNRs that you have that are in-house that are producing. Mm -hmm. It's a really fine line. And then also hotels that have CLC. Yes. You're having to be careful of what your rate is. Um, from a revenue manager standpoint, for maybe some people that haven't had as much much experience with that whole CLC factor, um, can you kind of go into what your strategy is when you're working with OTAs, but you have to maintain that certain 
discount threshold for CLC? What has that looked like for you? Um, it's been challenging, especially right now with, so coming into last year and then into this year, CLC has kind of held the cards in rate negotiation. A lot of hotels that have not participated in CLC have reached out to them knowing that they've got truckers and essentials and their business is still coming in. Um, so CLC is actually, I don't know if you've done any of the newer contracts, they've shifted their contracts are required two year, no renegotiations. Uh, before they will consider a new hotel. And they are taking up to six to eight weeks to shop hotels because they are looking for those lowest rates. Um, you know, we right now, most of the industry is actually doing pretty well with fencing, um, heavy fenced, prepaid advanced purchase rates. They're not offering them because it's too volatile of a business right now. So we have the opportunity to keep some of our buy now, pay later, low risk, free cancel rates at um, a smaller threshold, which allows us to, uh, you know, minimize those discounts. One of the things I tell my hotel is keep your strategy short-term. Um, we're in a very short-term window right now. We're in a very short-term game as things start to rebound. So keep your rates short-term. What you have this next 30 days doesn't need to be in place the next 60 and 90 days. And that has helped with CLC. Um, you know, the other thing is just don't participate in those OTA promotions. Um, you know, those extra 10% and 5% off sales to gain placement, those channels are struggling just as much as you are. And it's just going to cost you more money in the long run. You're just leaving money on the table. Absolutely. I like, you know, part of my other <laughs> TikTok joy is like kind of trashing OTAs. <laughs> and dragging them. You don't have any OTA friends on your TikTok, do you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. I think I had somebody make one comment, but you know, it's like, it was actually showing, you know, behind the scenes, I did a comparison of a rate shop for a hotel using Expedia and their brand direct website. And, you know, just kind of saying that <laughs> you know, opaques are different than some of those rates and just kind of educating people. It's a whole education <laughs> process it on is. this. Yeah, it really is. So, I mean, I have, so part of what I've been doing with IHG now is launching all of the new Avid brands. Um, so Avid is, um, uh, was basically a customer designed uh, hotel brand. So they went through and said to customers, what are you looking for as far as space and amenities, pricing? Uh, and they built this whole brand around what this customer feedback was. So I have a brand new Avid opening in Boston. Um, great GM, very new to the industry. I'm getting emails from the ownership like crazy. Our rates are too low. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? I finally get into his extra nets and he's signed up for every stinking OTA promotion that there is available. And it's netting him $40 on an $80 uh. rate. And, you know, he's, he's like, yeah, but I'm getting business. You're going to make the same money because your rate <laughs> is going to be, you know, $70 instead of $40. So I need to sell 20 rooms instead of 30 rooms. You know what I mean? It's, we're making the same money. And I had to lay it out for him to kind of show him where it was, but it, it was the OTAs talk a great game. They get on the phone and they're like, look, we can buy you placements. We can move your inner share in the market. It has its place. Just do your homework. You know, make sure, make them give you the data. Um, you know, what do you see? You know, I had one call me for my Denver market and they're like, oh, you know, we're seeing an increase in packages. Interesting because nobody's flying. So I'm very curious as to your feedback. Where are you seeing those package increases coming in? You have the entire Denver market. Is it downtown? Is it airport? Is it, um, you know, oh, it's convention. Okay, great. Well, I'm not feeding that market. 
Um, you know, so we actually did a, a small test on it and I've picked up nothing. Um, but it, it's not at the, it's not the hotel's expense. I'm not, I will not ask my hotels to drop their rates or take less money to participate in an OTA promotion um, without holding OTAs to task to say, what, what's the benefit? Give me something that isn't requiring me to take money away from my hotel. Oh, absolutely. And I think I'm trying to remember where I saw some news article just posted about how independent hotels are also starting to turn away from OTAs, which, you know, they in essence have more room in the sandbox to play with OTAs mm-hmm. um, because the commission structures are just so insane. And, you know, I've always been a big proponent and I've had a couple colleagues try this, you know, especially with that local community getting out there and traveling a bit more. I'm like, if you're going to give an extra discount, I'm like, tack an extra 5% onto your AAA and AARP. Mm-hmm. Test that out. See how that goes. And that's been, you know, pretty successful too. I just, uh, I hate giving yeah. third parties more than I need to. Yeah, it's, and that's just, that's that whole penny smart pound foolish. You know, I can give 5%, uh, an extra additional 5% on my OTAs and the GDS fee is maybe 2%. So that's 12%. And my OTA right off the top is 18. And then if I add another promo, 5, 10, 15%. You know, I mean, do the math. It's not, it's, this is not rocket science. This is a monkey could do this job. I can tell people all the time, like (laughs) revenue management is not rocket science. I wish I could tell you there was some master um, recipe for it, but a lot of it's just common sense. Just, you know, how do I make the most money? Yeah, I think it's like you said, they talk a big game. You know, they spend millions in advertising, just like a lot of the brands do. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, you gotta, you gotta hold your own and do your homework. Um, yeah. With the homework question coming up here, do you think a star report is always an accurate interpretation of how a hotel is doing? So part of my question to this, and I'm anxious to see an RM side of point, uh, point of view, part of me is, you know, I have a friend that just opened a hotel in a smaller area in Virginia. It's doing very well, but the problem is, is this hotel has almost 90 rooms and the rest of the comp set has 50 or 60. Mm -hmm. So their star report looks a little lopsided all the time because even though, you know, they sold 70 rooms and their comp set sold Mm -hmm. out, you know, (laughs) you're dealing with that. And so, I mean, honestly, you just said it when it's set up properly. <clears throat> yes, a star report can be an accurate interpretation of how the hotel is doing, but the biggest mistakes are incorrect hotels in your comp set. They're not looking at competitive hotels versus rate shop hotels. Am I, I'm looking at a hotel and I'm saying, okay, I am uh, an avid and my primary competitions are La Quinta's Quality Inns, uh, True, Fairfield. You know, I have I've had management companies that put in extended stays. They put in Holiday Inn Express because they want to see how we're doing against our own brand. The, those aren't going to give you an accurate representation because those aren't representative of the type of brand that you are. Um, so setting up your comp set for your star report should not be the same way you would set up a demand 360 report or an agency 360 report or a shop report. Your star report should be exactly what you just said. How many rooms are in the market? How many hotels are similar to mine? And that's what you should be based on. Similar products, not um, pipe dream. My owner thinks that we should see where the Marriott's at and I'm a Holiday Inn Express. I'm not the same hotel. So, and unfortunately that's an ownership mistake more than it is a revenue management or a sales mistake. Ownership wants to see where they're at in terms of how this hotel is performing. And they're holding you, the salesperson, to task on that performance but you'll never be that property. 
Oh my gosh. If I had a dollar and you hit it right on the head, I'll never forget. You know, I worked with in my past life here, this um, quality in hotel one time and, you know, it was beautiful. It was renovated, you know, it looked great. <laughs> I put some great business in there, but you know, they'd be like, oh, well, the Fairfield and the Hampton are getting this right. You know, we're just as nice. And it's like, well, pay the franchise fee. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You can be a, a, a you know, a five-star, but you're still a quality in and, you know, what it, and the guest interpretation of a quality into a, a Marriott is, is exactly what it is. And you're right. Pay the franchise fees and change your brand. If you want to compete with them, because that's what they're that nine times out of 10, that's what they're getting their revenue from is what brand they're affiliated with. Look at Hilton. How many mm-hmm. people just go, they, they are in love with the Hilton product. Absolutely. So what should hotels be doing from a revenue management standpoint right now? I know you and I talked about earlier <laughs> before we got on this call. <laughs> everything we just talked about. <laughs> Literally everything we talked about earlier is that, you know, a lot of people hate coming to their revenue management call, you know, but like you said, it, you know, it is what you put into it, but you know, what should they be bringing to their revenue management call? What, you know, what should they be doing? Well, so exactly to your point, that was one of the things, participate in those revenue management calls. You are going to get out what you put in. Um, don't go into the call going, and w- expect the revenue manager to hand feed you everything. You know, know what's going on in your market, know where your demands are, know where your competitive set is at, have uh, calendars, have group events, um, have conversation. Um, it's not, this is, should, revenue management calls should not be a one way ever. Um, if they are, then you're losing out because I am sitting in my office in New York and I am helping you with your hotel in Oklahoma. Um, you know, I am a firm believer from a revenue management aspect, especially with my sales brain background. I want to go to the hotel because then I can physically see it. I can see what's around and my mind immediately will go to how can I make this hotel more money based on the market and everything else. But you don't have that opportunity all the time, especially now. So I'm only as good as the information you're giving me. So, um, you know, that's definitely the hotels need to be prepared, be prepared to talk about your star report. It's your star report. You know, what did the comp set have? Do you know, did you call around? Did you, I mean, do your homework before you get on the phone with us. And it's extremely helpful. Um, for right now, honestly, remember that this is really a short-term game right now. It's a short-term booking window. Um, rates should be competitive short-term we are starting to see rebounds. So keep an eye on that two to three week window of where the comp set is at. Really take a look at your booking pace and see where all of your demand is coming in. Is it coming in 24 hours? Is it coming in seven days? Um, Adjust your discounts based on that. Um, Our brand rolled out a three day buy now pay later booking window. Most competitive product to that is the Hilton seven day, five to seven day with a 15%. Well, why am I offering a discount within three days? I have no other IHG products in my market. I'm just competing with the Hilton. I can move my discount out to five days and capture that couple of more percentages. So really thinking that short-term game right now. Um, Third and fourth quarters, hold your best flex. Um, Utilize your fence discounts if you need to look at shift share, but hold those best flex. We are seeing rebound. Stars projecting for a fourth quarter and a much better 2022. Um, you know, as these uh, vaccines start rolling out, people, uh, buyer confidence, especially corporate, there's business that needs to be done. They're going to be back out there. Um, think out of the box uh, to try and find business. Like you talked about CLC, trucking, 
medical, who's essential, who's traveling, nurses, where are the vaccinations taking place? Are they renting out a convention center? I had one hotel in downtown Sioux City that picked up um, uh, maybe a dozen rooms between traveling nurses um, because they put a satellite uh, vaccination center in place at the convention center right two blocks down. Um, so you really kind of think out of the box <clears throat> and then again, watch those opaques. Um, keeping, <laughs> watch that local travel and the troublemakers. Um, get that what we've done and it doesn't work mentality off the table because right now revenue is everything. Um, you know, if you've done packages for staycations and they've not generated anything, well, try them again because your traffic is different right now. People are looking to do something with their kids over winter break, um, especially if you have a pool. Um, you know, if you put a package in place that's appropriately priced, you're not going to grab that opaque $48 rate. You're going to get a qualified, maybe a mom traveling with her kids or so you really, um, it just, it, you kind of got to put everything out there that's possibly can be put on the table and oh, don't, I don't just come into the revenue management with it. No, I think we're just going to watch it. We'll leave the rate really listen to what your revenue manager is talking about. If they have some ideas on um, how a small shift in rate, dropping room differentials, um, you know, flat rate for all room types, instead of charging increases to try and capture a little more share over the set. You're not selling out right now anyway. It's not going to hurt you. Yeah. It doesn't really hurt to try every, you know, anything and everything at this point, you know, like you said, with the packages, some of the recommendations I've made to some of my friends is, get in those Facebook groups. Like every local town and city has a Facebook group and yep. I have them like plaster their Valentine's promos in there, their staycation promos. And do you know what, if you get one room, it was mm -hmm. worth it. You know, I've also told management companies that have hotels that are, you know, even though they're different brands, you know, they're a couple of hours from each other. I'm like, plan out, you know, a track for a family to do. If it's something that's drivable, you know, find some outdoor historical sites that they can go see and package that all together. Like it's an educational history trip. Spring break's coming up next month, you know, mm -hmm. and people are looking for things to do. And for all the sake of everything that's holy, do some parking lot shops. <laughs> uh -huh. It's sales 101. Go back to your basic roots, right? You know, it's, it's as simple as that. Just like you're saying, parking lot sits, go sit in the lobby of the hotel, Absolutely. And, you know, make sure you're doing them during good hours too. Anybody that's listening, don't go at 5 p.m. to do your parking lot shop. I know. I stopped by on my way home from work. Great. How did that get you? <laughs> I know. You know, a lot of the um, friends that I have, they just, you know, they pay their night auditors a couple extra bucks a week to come in you know, 15, 20 minutes early to just mm -hmm. do that. And that's really perfect because then everybody's home <laughs> for the night. Yeah. But um, well, and you're so star reports, like, you know, when you're looking at your star report and you're running 26% occupancy and your comp sets at 45%, don't tell me there's no business in the market because there's something there. Well, all the hotel parking lots are empty. Then go stay at the hotel because there's something there. <laughs> you're missing something, whether oh. it's a base piece of business or... Absolutely. And get out there on a Sunday because I, you know, a lot of crews are starting to come in on Sundays too. Like if, you know, you see Sunday at 30% and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's at 45, like there's a good chance there's a few rooms that are staying through from that Sunday too on your shoulders. Right. Exactly. Exactly. 
So as a revenue manager, and I know that, you know, you're working with IHG and I have friends that have IHG products, they're noticing that, and this, like, this hurts my soul to say that they're seeing, you know, your Marriott and Hilton products that are in the comp set, just all of a sudden throwing out some of these trash rates. Like I have a friend that has an express Mm -hmm. and the Hampton Inn is literally going around doing their parking lot shops, can't fault them there, but throwing out, you know, $59 rates. And for a Hampton that just, oh, (laughs) you know, I worked for one for a while that just, that kills me. Yeah. I mean, that is honestly, if there's anything that the industry is doing wrong right now, that's it. Um, And it's, it's hard because for me, my, my mind is knowing I can't buy your business right now when there's no business to be had. So, but when I'm trying to convey that on the, the phone with a, one of my hotels and they have a Hilton product or a Marriott product in their competitive set that has dropped their rates down to $59 because their ownership has just said, get me business anywhere. And they are winning share in the RGI game. Then it's very hard for us to. So that's, that's kind of where we have to get creative from a revenue management standpoint. It's okay. Um, you know, again, we know our business is walking in the door short term. Maybe we don't in that three to five day window, we keep those rates competitive in the day for the day we increase our rate, um, you know, but on the future dates, again, use those fenced rate strategies to try and uh, display if you have a flow through or a, a, a room type that you have a bunch of like doubles, you know, throw those out at the lowest rate and then put a premium on your kings, um, especially if you're trying to capture corporate travel, um, anything that you can do to be competitive, but still capture more rate is going to help in that. But yeah, it, there's, it's, I'm seeing that I have two holiday inns in Minneapolis and they also own a four points and the difference between the revenue management calls for the four points and our revenue management calls. And I'm yelling at the GM from the four points on the phone going, God, <laughs> rate your rates. What are you doing? You know, and it's like, oh, we're competing against the Hampton. Why? They're empty. I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I absolutely. And I think that rolls into the next question is talking about what is the biggest mistakes you see hotels making. And I think it, you know, it goes back to that. For me, it goes back to that strategy of just lowering your rate is not going to generate demand in general. Right. Like if it's low, if it's slow, you know, especially yeah. up here, us working this market for the longest time in Rochester, you know, the second week of January, you lowering your rate to $74 is not going to create a big demand for Rochester, New York, all of a sudden. <laughs> right. Do your homework. What was the demand last year? Why would you be trying to get the demand this year? <laughs> you know, you're not going to make up your 2020 revenue losses in the second week of January. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. There's, and that's just really, it's doing your own homework again, you know, be realistic when you're looking at making up some of those other revenue goals. Um, you know, you talked about packages a few, little bit ago when we were talking about different ways for hotels to, you know, getting on the phone with a revenue manager and be like, oh, my, my owner really wants us to put some packages in place. So we want to do a pet package. We want to do a romance package. That's fantastic. How are you marketing it? I'll build you whatever you want, but I'm not wasting my time. I can put something out for a pet package. I can make sure uh, for us, we have offers and features that we can display on our websites for the hotels, but that's still hotel direct. You know, somebody has to log into our website to physically see those packages. How are you putting them out there? Um, So, you know, Facebook, looking at social media, like you said, having those local groups, 
having a local strategy, putting a flyer in place, that is will help. Don't just throw a strategy out for the sake of satisfying your ownership. It's not going to get anything out. Um, dropping your rates too low to capture share, that's always a huge. Um, the OTA promotions, again, you know, I'm not saying to not participate on them, but they have a job to do the same as we do. Um, the OTAs are hurting just as much as the hospitality industry. Just make sure you do your homework first. Get the feedback from them. Put a short-term strategy in place and track it. And, you know, challenge them to give you, there's accelerators, there's all kinds of different promotions that you can offer rates and parity, but gain a little bit of placement at a, a nominal, maybe 5%, as opposed to having to do the 48 hour flash sales. And, um, you know, it's a, just do your homework there. They really are putting on a good representation of how you can shift all of the share in the business that's in your comp set. Well, you know, I don't, <laughs> there's no business in the comp set right now. The star report doesn't show otherwise. So show me what you're getting. Um, don't renegotiate corporate rates. You're not capturing share. Don't go to the local IBM or Xerox or anything else down the road and try and attempt to renegotiate a rate to capture share that isn't there. Um, number one mistake every hotel is making right now is lack of sales effort. Um, if you think the business is going to walk into your door, you are sadly mistaken. If you are not doing those parking lot sits, if you cut your sales team because you couldn't afford them anymore, you are making the biggest mistakes that any hotel is going to make. Um, you know, those are, to me, the sales is the last of any cuts that you should ever make. Um, you know, they're my, they're my lifeline. I'll hold them accountable. Don't keep a salesperson that isn't producing. But a good salesperson is going to be out there doing the parking lot sits, looking, you know, communicating with the customers, talking to your corporate, making sure when they're back online that they're at your hotel, um, you know, looking for those um, ancillary revenue opportunities that are out there right now that we wouldn't normally be thinking of. That's what they are. They're talking to the CBBs. Um, don't cut your salespeople. Absolutely. And I mean, you and I can't <laughs> live, in, you live in that sales world. It is such a hot topic. I mean, because even though, like you said, those corporate accounts, they're not traveling right now, but there is a good chance that these accounts, even as low as your local LNR level, they've had staff turnover. You need mm -hmm. to stay on top of who that contact is. I mean, it blows my mind. And then I see, you know, job postings for salespeople where these hotels now are trying to hire back salespeople. And either trying to pay them commission only or twelve dollars mm -hmm. an hour. I I yeah. like green. <laughs> I, I know. A, I mean, of all the things with, I mean, GF <laughs> loved my GF career, but it was very um, aggressive sales background. But that is the one thing for all of for as aggressive as they were and Penny, uh, you know, they really drove bottom line dollars. They never pulled our sales team. They never pulled our sales team. We were held to task, but they never pulled it. So, so long as, you know, that sales team is, is putting the efforts in, then God, you've got to keep them on as long as you can, because they're going to find, they're the ones that are really going to find and, and put them out there. Don't have them doing operations, get them off the front desk, <laughs> um, you know, have a, a, a strategy in place as far as, you know, we talked about the OTAs, um, the uh, corporate customers shifting into OTAs, you know, have a lead system in place at the front desk or a reward program to capture those guest names, you know, bonus points, 
uh, if for every customer that gives us a company name, do the rewards club, go back and remember the business card drops, old school sales 101, put them in place at the desk because people are staying. Um, either just not booking under their company codes right now. Um, oh, absolutely. So, and I yeah. love, I love it incentivizing the front desk too. You know, when I've worked sales with a property, even consulted, you know, I would literally tell these front desk agents, I'm like, I will give you like a 25, $50 gift card of your choice, depending on the size of business. If you uncover something at check-in, like, yeah, there's put a dollar amount to it. If it's $5,000, I'll give you 50. If it's $10,000, I'll give you a hundred, you know, I mean, and, and make a big deal out of it. When you give an incentive at the desk, do it during a front desk meeting, make a big deal out of it. Like here's look at Haley here, Haley, I'm giving you your hundred dollar gift card for bringing in that piece of business. Everybody got a round of applause for Haley. And cause you know, the person next to her, Cheryl is sitting there going, God dang it. I want to <laughs> get money. How do I do that? You know, it's, I mean, we, that's, we're competitive by nature. I mean. Absolutely. It's and I mean, pizza, pizza parties are great, but money's a motivator. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Especially now, especially now money is a huge motivator. You know, gas prices are going up and groceries are expensive and food is limited, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, we're going to, you know, start any with some lighthearted questions. We've got two more questions right here. What kind of path do you recommend for somebody that wants to get into revenue management? Um, honestly, I don't, I mean, I, if I had to say, you know, oh, you should do this and then do this and do this, you're going to be a perfect revenue manager. It doesn't exist. Diversity in your position, I think would be the best thing. Learn as much as you can about the industry, front of the house, back of the house, um, operational, um, that really is going to put you in a position to make good understand good decisions and understand the impact of the decisions that you're putting in place. Um, you know, like you said with the salesperson um, who wasn't happy about you extending that long-term guest. Um, well, from a, a good revenue manager is going to have the background to know that the cost for occupied room and the turnover and the overall revenue is better with this long-term guest than the short-term guest. Um, you know, so really kind of learn as much as you can for, get on revenue calls when you can, um, if you can start participating in them, uh, really get on, um, you know, front desk obviously is key operations, housekeeping, anything front of the house focus sales is a huge help. I really value my sales background, um, especially in this position, um, especially during this time, because when I'm having conversations with revenue, uh, my revenue management teams right now on the hotels, there's not a lot of strategy that we're going to put in place. There's not a lot of rate tweaks. So we spend a good portion of our 30 minute or hour call. What else can we do? What else is out there? Let's go through the internet. Let's see what's, and you know, I'm using that part of my background to help them come up with some other ways to see if we can find more business. So. Absolutely. And you know, that's one thing I think I've always been thankful for. Like, I'm glad that I did time as a housekeeper. I'm glad that, you know, I worked front desk. I'm glad I did some catering, you know, little mm -hmm. banquet time, because, you know, you really don't know all the components, you know, unless right. you've done it. And right now is a great time while things are slower, you know, to try some new things, even with your staff, like, you know, possibly going back to that, you know, how can we be more hospitable? You know, can my, you know, housekeepers, you know, leave a little note that says, you know, if you need anything, just that extra reassurance mm -hmm. and spin, 
you know, try some new practices. I, you know, I'm just, <laughs> anything is, anything is a go right now. Exactly. There's, there is nothing off the table right now. There's, if it's, and that's where I said, when those hotels start looking at that mentality of, oh, we've done that and it doesn't work. That's the worst mentality. Nothing is off the table. Try it again. Try it. It doesn't cost you anything to try a strategy. Absolutely. And, and also marketing. You can't set it and forget it. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I feel like that's a trigger for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My biggest trigger right now is I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Just leave it and then I'll watch it. Okay. <laughs> How about no? How about we increase it and then we watch it? <laughs> oh my Don't gosh. watch it at low money. Watch it at high money. So Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I have one last fun question for you, Cheryl. Where is your favorite hotel? It could be one that you've stayed at, one that you've worked with or one of each. Um, what are your favorites? <laughs> uh, my favorite, well, I'll tell you, my favorite hotel team that I work with at the moment, if I had to pick one, would be my um, Abbott Hotel in Augusta, Grovetown. It is a you know, 90-ish room hotel, um, and this salesperson slash AGM is working it, and she's working it hard, and they get on revenue calls, and they participate. They are just, if I could mold them into every single one of my hotels, I would. Um, the calls are focused, they're fun, they're communicative. I just love that hotel. Um, but uh, hotel I've stayed at and or, and would stay out again. Uh, we did a, a vacation to the hideaway at Royalton and Riviera Maya. Absolutely loved it. There was so much to do and we never had to leave the property. And that was the best because when I take a vacation, I really just kind of want to get away. And, you know, I think they were top notch in service, amenities. Um, it was great. We had the best time there. So. You know, I think working in the industry just in general makes me so understanding, especially when you see like those crazy reviews come in, like, you know, I can stay at a place like, you know, we did a weekend road trip to Niagara Falls about a month ago and we stayed at the Sheridan because obviously the border's not open on the New York side. Yeah, and, you exactly. know, and the room was a little dated, but like the staff was great. It was yeah. clean. You know, it doesn't take much, I feel like, to please me. <laughs> Anymore. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I'll overlook exactly what you're saying. I'll overlook a ton of stuff if I've got a staff that's really working hard to make up for those shortcomings. Because you know, we've done well. I'm, we were still at us uh, at the downtown property when we were. Were you there when we were at Clarion? No, I came over and started front desk. I think just after that time frame. Because then I remember when I went to sales, like still seeing like the Clarion contracts. Yeah. So as a Clarion Hotel, we were a 460 room downtown hotel. There was no matching carpet. There was every room seemed to be like a hodgepodge of the last renovation they tried to do. Um, you know, but I had happy customers. I was a sale, I was director of sales at that point. I had people that would only stay at my hotel. I had business that I won because I worked to that property. It wasn't always about what the property looked like. It was about the person selling it. And I mean, I, I absolutely had no issue selling. And I used to get so frustrated when I would have somebody on a brand new renovated hotel being like, Oh, they just don't want to stay here. <laughs> why? <laughs> what did you do? You tell, I sold this hotel when it was at its worst. So why can't you sell it when it's at its best? Um, yeah, no, the staff makes a difference. And for the record, that purple and green carpet still lives somewhere in my nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? It still lives somewhere in someone's garage and I won't mention who. <laughs> somebody's, 
Some, somebody <laughs> that used to work there stole it, not me, uh, took some remnants and uh, carpeted their garage to put their motorcycle on. <laughs> and I'm that, like, ooh, I could pick a better carpet. <laughs> that is wow. hilarious. I love that. Well, Cheryl, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. And best of luck to you in your portfolio. Thank you. My pleasure. We'll Bye. Talk soon. Bye, Haley.